0: Boutier finds Ficou. Ficou, beautiful footwork sliding around defenders. Oh, he has sliced his way through that Irish. Wide out defense and Antoine Dupont. Here we go, Hinshaw on the break, on the outside. Robbie Henshaw for the oh try. Oh yeah, Henshaw. Individual try gets their brilliant stuff from Robbie Henshaw gets Ireland back into this game.
1: Hello and welcome to episode twelve of the Up and Under Podcast brought to you by Rugby Lad. We've got another pack show for you again this week. Um, myself and Jamie will be looking back on the Ireland versus France match in Paris as well as the other Six Nations games and of course, looking forward to the Autumn Nations uh, Cup and everything else that's going to happen over the next few weeks and months. We also have a really good interview with Munster and Ireland number 8 CJ Stander, who talks to us about arriving in Munster with no English whatsoever, uh, how 2020 has gone under Andy Farrell with Ireland and how he feels Munster are progressing
0: this season and everything else in between. Enjoy the show, guys. And it's Intermac into the space and he that's gathers. Job, look at the pace of Mac to Vakatala. Stand well back, everybody, because that is a different class from France.
1: Right, so Jamie, uh, things look pretty good there on Saturday for a while. uh, England, I suppose they didn't really, they they didn't show up against Italy to a certain extent. And we thought that's well and good. Six points and a try or seven points and that's it. We're like, that is a much easier task. But unfortunately, we didn't show up either, did we?
2: Yeah, like it's a good question because I'm I'm kind of trying to rack my brain here for the last couple of days. And you're like, is it? So so was it that we mentally made a lot of mistakes, or is our skill set? Are we at the level capable of, of of executing? Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't know. What what are your th- what, 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 like? What what popped up for you like? Over the last
1: couple of days, when you're for, thinking about it. For me, looking at it, I said, like, we were talking offline, like, going into the going into the game, the first 20 minutes, first 30 minutes, it looked like Ireland were up for it. I said it to the lads, I was like, geez, this isn't it great to see Ireland mixing things up? There was kind of a variety of kicking, passing, in behind, yeah. cross field, left, right, they were taking it up. It wasn't the same old Ireland that used repeated the same thing. It was lovely, it was different. They're like, okay, they're up for this game. They made some good, as I said, when you look back at the stats, Ireland dominated a lot of that first half. But to me, I think it was down more of a mental thing and when you look back on some of the comments afterwards you've got Andrew Conway saying that they were being told to kind of big themselves up at half time you're like you shouldn't he was like he said it himself why is this being said to us at half time when we're five six points away from winning a six nations in Paris you shouldn't have to be told that and to me and even Farrell said he said I don't think we believed in ourselves for the head coach to come out and say that that's worrying
2: yeah um and the, see, so like the coach isn't on the field with you. That's on the players. Yeah. You know that's and that's, that is worrying. Um, it's really worrying. But like I'm, I'm just like I'm li- literally looking at the stats here, man, and like. A snapshot is basically, you know, we got. Like if you if you read out the stats you wouldn't think what the score was going to be you know what i mean and, and let's be honest that's try by stock that at the end was kind of like a not a throwaway but like game was done you know what i mean so it could have been a 15 point losing margin here right but um we had 54 possession 58 territory you know france had 42 territory 48 the 46 possession and france win 35 27 you know you look i, I remember I was, I was just telling you something like the one that stands out massively to me is we made 758 meters they made 536 you you know and the defensively the stats are kind of similar actually defensively penalties they 14 penalties to our seven um you know and and the real kicker is so we had way more um way more of the ball, right? We made way more meters um, and 66% of the time of our rooks were quick ball. So that's zero to three seconds. Theirs was 45%. But they never actually looked like they were, yeah, we put them under the pump a couple of times and and they were lucky once or twice. And and you could argue, okay, a couple of moments go a different way. But what worrying for me is, yeah, I'm with you, like, Jason, that like, It was a really good opening, you know, we were moving them around. We had had variety in our kicking game. We had a nice structure, but the structure was still kind of predictable. Like there was very little, there was very little um, footwork going into tackles, very little offloading, very little tip on like uh, some of the lads are talking during the week, some of their comments going, they're enjoying it more. I don't know what they're enjoying. They're enjoying losing, you know? To me, is it like,
1: is, was it a situation where, like, we're, we're complaining for months and weeks that Ireland aren't adding variety? And now it's kind of like, okay, let's add all the spices we can. And to me, it's like, they didn't even know what to do, maybe. Maybe they're like, okay, let's let's kick, let's pass, let's run, let's put in mind, let's carry on. The thing is, I, I
2: actually know, so, so, I no, 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 what I actually think is, they, so I'm looking at them going, where they're, they're really like so when they get into the 22 it's actually pretty effective when they get into that pick and go you know way and particularly when you have Johnny Amur there because they know when to pull the trigger then and attack the face and they're excellent at it right um and it usually it pays off a lot for us you know church uh, keen Healy went over for a try you know it, it works for us yeah, it was um the problem is when we get into the arm wrestle with these guys we're quite when we direct with big sides like the majority of our our tries come from set piece come directly from scrum or line out you know what i mean if you get into an arm wrestle the side and you don't get your way there we're not showing that we're creating so so what happens so if you're running into someone the whole time and you're not offloading you're not tipping on like we're like i'm looking again if i if i start digging into the stats you can pull up like you can pull up all sorts of stats. You know me and my stats. I love them. But like you start looking at uh, offloads and stuff like that. Like we're we're not up there with the offloads. You know, I think we were one of the lowest. And then we did, was it ten offloads in the Italy game, for example, and that bumped our number up.
1: Yeah, but that's not like I mean, ten offloads against Italy. Like you know, that's like saying you know, um, you know, I can't even I can't even take a comparison. Like, you know? <laughs> You know, I, I can go out and draw 10 offloads loads against a lot of 10-year-olds. I can, do you know what I mean? And probably have pretty good success, like, but, but I try to draw yeah. 10 loads against a lot of adults. It's so like, so I think different. I think
2: the frustration, I don't know, for me, I don't know about you, and I, I'd love to hear your, your take on this. Like, my frustration is that once or twice it looked like we are evolving, and then we come up against the big sides of recently, and it doesn't work for us. And then it's like, the Mike Tyson phrase is like, <laughs> what, you know, you get punched in the face what's your plan then
1: from, from what everyone I was speaking to I think we've gone backwards in the last couple of years and I think when we look at what we have at the moment and look at our current team and how we're playing like I think we're gone back like we kind of we went through a period there where we were always kind of like the the, the, the middle-sized team then when he, he came along and won that Grand Salmon 09 he became like an upper major team then he got up to a top-class team and then we kind of dropped in again and then we went back up and like oh my god we're actually a top-class team. You're know, looking at 2016, 2017, 2018. And then whatever's happened since the World Cup, like we kind of just seem to have gone quickly backwards again and just turned back into we're a small team again, like a middle-class team. Look at the squad that's there at the moment, Like the not There's not many guys in the squad at the moment that are introduced that you would think it probably would be normally internationals unfortunately. When you when you break it down and actually go, be really cynical about it and go, okay, is this guy international? Is this guy international? Like just like, how many, how many guys in our team will make the lines next year? Put it that way.
2: Well, look what Entomac said during the week then. You know, he goes, he turns around and says, it was, you know, we could see the fear or feel the fear in the Irish team. It's been a long time since the French side said that about us. You know, he's, he's, he, he's putting his, he's putting his French flair in it. But like, but but you know, for him to come out and say it, you're kind of going oh, to a certain case. He kind of has a point. They kind of said like, "There's all the ball," and we did very little with it. And we gifted them some, uh, like some tri- like gifted them some tries. But it's going to be really interesting. So when we when we step back, there's some key moments, and I think there's some key. There's going to be a lot of thinking going forward here because there's a lot of players who like they like um, like. Uh, Ryan Baird, for example, you know what I mean. Like, who were probably pissed off that they got injured and they're not in. But now, like, it could be a big case of like, right, let's give these guys a go now in autumn because we have nothing to lose now.
1: No, hundred percent. But like, um, I, 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 I like to get, actually I haven't spoken to you about this yet. Let's like get your thoughts. And I, to me personally, I was a little confused that I was actually people who were disagreeing with me, and, and on Twitter and, and even talking to some of my friends. Penalty try opportunity like I mean I don't I'm sorry no yeah, like I I'm, disagree I'm, with you I'm not a referee or anything. That to me <laughs> that's a stone cold penalty try. Keenan, the ball goes up. First of all, straight away, the whole like you look at the law book, when it comes down to penalty try, he says first of all, the, you're looking at um the Boutier is the guy that's that makes the infringement. So first of all, he pushes yeah. he pushes uh Keenan, then he um slaps the ball out. So because he made that infringement because he got a card. The loop, the roll, the law book works is the fact that you take him out of the equation straight away. He's gone as if he wasn't there, as if he was a ghost. Now but he's, he's, he's not ping, here. He pinged him, does he pinged pinged him catch though the ball. for.
2: But it's Pellegrino because he he's going to catch the ball,
1: and there's no way Fikus getting across. I mean, Fikus. But he like, pinged it. He's not getting across. He pinged it. <laughs> <You're> fired <laughs> up. <laughs> but he's, what do you he's, think? He's, do,
2: you, do you think it's joy <sighs> No, I think <sighs> I think they got the call. The call right, like there can be like. They go for the compete in the air, and he hits it out, and he's not allowed to hit it directly out, right? And that's what he gets pinged for. And um, but you can't, you can't say that that if they contest that, that um Keenan gets that all day. You can't say that. Oh, I don't and know. And then you can't say, know. if you take him out, there's no way he's not catching that ball." Ninety-nine point five percent
1: he's catching that ball.
2: But he doesn't. He. But yeah, like. And then if there's a if the two of them are competing for the ball, there's nothing saying that Fiku can't clean that up as well. Maybe so unless uh, if not Keenan's two hands fall off, maybe he won't catch the ball. No, but like I don't think, well, I, I maybe maybe I'm recalling it differently. Maybe I'm recalling it differently. But I I, I thought he was pinging him on put, hitting it out, not not the competing, not that the slight. Yeah, but see,
1: but the whole way, like if if you want if you want to like get really really nitty gritty into the loss... Because even though the infringement happened like slightly afterwards, if you're you're penalizing him for, for putting it out, then you take that man out of the equation for the entire build-up to Detroit. That man doesn't exist because he's committed an infringement. So he's not there.
2: Yeah, but the infringement isn't a yellow card infringement. Which, the 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 ball out or the push? The Oh sorry, did he get a yellow I'm trying to remember you now. But like, no. He got the yellow card, but but he's 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 just he's just saying that no like and I kind of agree with him. He's just saying like, yes, this is a a binnable offense, but we can't determine that. You know, it's a try scoring opportunity. Now you can argue with Calen Darris's yellow card, then like why did he go straight to yellow? because oh, I think, think it was they're a one-on-one. Very
1: similar. They are very similar. It's a one on one situation. You cannot say Fiku is a, yeah, but like he's a basically saying turned like, winger Fiku is there. who's ten meters away. He's a centre turn winger who's ten meters away against a sevens former sevens player playing on the wing. There is no way in
2: hell is he catching I'm, that? i I'd is love what, to. He is not cover. You would know I mean? love To feed into your conspiracy theory. It's here. not a conspiracy. Gosh.
1: Look, no, as well. What well, no? As in, like, I like. To be honest with you, like, th- if this makes <laughs> it better, I think Ireland still would have lost the game. But to me, it was just it might have made it a bit different. Maybe they would have won. It probably would have still lost. It was it.
2: really interesting. Like, and I, I, I thought it was a good call by by Johnny to do it. Like, because they were they were prodding guys like that, and I thought it was really clever because they're pulling up the winger, they were isolating, gave them those those corners, and um, and you could see it coming. Um. But look, I don't think it was, and either, like, yeah, personally, I think it was, I think he got it, he got it fairly right. Um, and, it was, like, yeah, I I was doing commentary so for Channel 4, no,
1: that's the problem. See, there you go, are you doing BBC Channel Well, 4. I was at BBC, yeah, so... That's why you're, yeah, so you're siding with Barnes now. See, there you go. Now, look, lads, we've another one gone, lads. Sorry. Yeah, I,
2: I, I think it was good to see it from an, uh, a somewhat, well, they were, I'm not going to say independent, because they just, they were just constantly slagging me about England. But... Um, You know, they definitely weren't pro-Ireland. You know what I mean? Um,
1: We're not pro-England anyway, so it's all want,
2: So We can't really get- No, but like, you know, the bad thing is though, like, yeah, here's the really interesting thing, right? And this is where I think it, the crowds make, I think the crowds make such a big difference in those scenarios, because there's zero pressure on the ref just to go very bang, bang, bang. You know what I mean? As opposed to when the crowd's there, they get into you. They're mm. really, really vocal. And I think I could have swayed him to a certain degree.
1: Well, maybe, yeah. But like, I don't think he needs pressure on him like, to open a bloody eyes. Like, you know, maybe he needed a pair of glasses like, so, <laughs> so that he could see that it was a try, in my opinion. But look, I digress. We'll move on. Um, another big <laughs> decision. <laughs> he loved it. Another big decision I thought in that match um, was... I don't know if you agree with it like it was another thing that I thought was very contentious when I was talking to people it's kind of like one person said said it was Sexton's decision to sit, put to go into the corner just before half time now to me I'm I not th- surprised. I think I'm thinking you're taking the points all day long because it's like you're only at the time you were trailing by two points or something like that, or trailing by three points, so it might have made the level. It would have made the game. A lot, I think no, sorry, they were trailing by five, or six points. But they were we trailing it, by four. Four. They, sorry. No, sorry.
2: They were trailing. They were trailing by four. Yeah, and they, it would. Yeah. They just. They just conceded a penalty to go back to four points. Yes. Point
1: yes. So they would have got that, then it would have been trailing by one, then it would have needed what eight points or whatever to get to to win the Six yeah. Nations. To me, I'm like, okay, it's just before half time. Um, you don't need. You've already scored a try that you need to score, so you can't draw the series because it's six points with a try. Or seven points without a choice. So like you're in a very comfortable position, you're in Paris. It's jo- it was literally what? A minute and a half or half time. Just kick it out of the post. Do you just it, I understand the scenario we got you have to take them on. In that scenario, you didn't need to take them on. It was just get your points about the board and half time. That's my opinion. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And look, you know, the, the decision rests on, on at the end of the day, the decision will rest on the on the captain's shoulders. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, you know, he can have a load of guys who can feed into that decision tree, but, um, essentially it look, it it rests on his shoulders and it doesn't surprise me with Johnny. He's, he has that tactic has worked out for him a lot in the past. Um, you know, they, he, you know, he does have a tendency to, to kick for the corners quite a bit and have done in the past, have done in the past when, when Rory was there as well. You gotta remember when Rory was there, they kicked, they often kicked as well. Um, And sometimes it's worked out and I've been in that position where you go for the corner and, and it doesn't work out and you end up in a situation like this, where people are like, what were you thinking? (laughs) It's high risk, high reward. I get it. Um, but like.
1: What are your thoughts on an out-half being a captain, right? So I don't, I don't want to put you on the spot because it's a big thing at the moment where they're, where they're sex and should be captain or not, but you're a friend of them, so I won't ask you that question, right? I'll ask you from an easier question. What are your thoughts on an out-half in general being a captain? Now, personally, I think it's the wrong decision because I was back my whole life, and as an out-half, you're essentially a captain Anyway. And I wasn't. I wasn't not half. But you were always told as a centre or winger, like you know, your half is your defensive leader. He makes all the calls. So like, there's a lot of pressure on you as an out half. Like you're 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 essentially yeah. a captain, if not more than a captain, in many situations. So for me, an out, you're, a, a you're captain the should always of be a the team. That's what I'm saying. So a captain yeah. should always be maybe a centre or a forward. So like, forget about like, oh, whether Johnny Sexton should be captain. Like, I don't think an out half should be captain. I think it's a poor decision overall and look over the years there hasn't been that many of them i think in not half a a captain should be someone in the in the in the in the 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 kind of i don't know it doesn't matter anywhere in the pack really essentially and or maybe a center
2: yeah i i look i really think personally i think you've got to be in the trenches so you've you've got to be in the pack personally but look different leaders see this is the thing the different leaders pop up in different ways and i actually think there's a big leadership void in that team and you saw it when johnny came off
1: 100 yeah there's okay.
2: a big leadership void there some guys mm. you know either aren't up aren't leaders in that way or aren't ready to step up to being a leader in that way um but saying that there's been plenty of really good see this is the thing isn't it There's for us saying that there's there's so many people who are contrary to that you know what i mean there's you know, been great captains that have been, you know, uh, back three players, centers, tens, nines, you know, front rows, the whole lot. Um, but I, 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 you know, if we're talking about leadership, I mean, I still think he's the man for the job. Um, I think there's still a big step from him and everyone else Uh Um, does it
1: make it difficult because he's the out half and he already has enough leadership responsibilities as an out half and like when you're the guy who has to make the decision whether you kick or not when you're the out half or whether you have to do this or whether you have to call this he's already there trying to call all the backline moves he's already there trying to marshal his defence he's already there trying to
2: tell guys okay you know what I mean like in terms of bandwidth you could argue maybe for someone who is a couple of years into their career at 10 but like Come on now.
0: Yeah, he's thirty
1: five no, Thirty five. He's, he's at the top level for at least ten years, twelve years maybe. He's been yeah, doing like
2: it. he's plenty of bandwidth to be yeah. to be dealing with that, right? It'd be different if you're starting out, right? Or maybe different if you're Ross Byrne or mm. Joey Carberry or, or or something maybe. Um But as you
1: said as well, like the big decisions in rugby games happen in the pack. And that's where kind of the decisions where you really need to get into the ear, referee, where stuff goes wrong is it's in the line-out, it's in the breakdown, it's in the scrum. So you need someone, as you said, in the trenches, who's in there, who's involved in the grunt for
2: probably fifty yeah, percent of the game. Yeah, and I just don't know if we have. I don't know if we have those type of leaders. You know what I mean? Because so, so so what I mean is, I mean this in a not in a possibly nice like I'm sure we have guys who are in the leadership group that are in the pack, right? But. That doesn't necessarily make you the guy to be you know the pack leader or the you know the guy if johnny goes off you're second in command or whatever it is you know what i mean um you know and and then there's everyone different guys or different types of characters as well so look it's not as it's not as as straightforward as we think is what i'm trying to um allude here but I still think he's like, I'll, I'll come back to it. I'll, I'll, I think he's the man for the job. And I, and I think really the bigger question here for us is, okay, there's actually not a whole lot they have to tweak to their game. Maybe look, the question really becomes, is do we have the players that are, have the mindset or philosophy or the capability to play a game that has a bit more dynamism, dynamism to it in terms of offloading, you know, tipping on the pass and playing with a bit more imagination um. And, and, and that leads into a really good, this is a really good opportunity for, for, for Andy Farrell now coming into the autumn series or whatever the hell it's called. And um, to, to experiment and to bring some new guys through, um, who will come at this in a different way, because, you know, some players were, it definitely wasn't a good day for them. Um, you know, in, in fairness, I don't think it was a really a fantastic day for anyone. um, there were guys who had who were better than the rest of them, right? But I don't think there was an outstanding... The only one who I say who was consistently all-round good was James Ryan.
1: Yeah, I thought James Ryan was fantastic. The only, thing, the, only, the only thing that worried me about him was I thought at times he struggled in terms of calling the lineouts, And you kind of notice that if you look back, I was doing a bit of analysis on it and I can, you can see there's a few times where he kind of looked and kind of was a bit bemused and a bit kind of confused as to he hasn't called any lineouts lineouts for Ireland. That was always Hendo's job, and you know yourself like that. That's it. Yes, I'm saying it, it's a big job. It's a big job. Like it is a big job. Like I mean, you can have the best back rows and second rows alongside you unless they're not called. If they're not called right, forget
2: about it. Do you know? That's something that's that's going to have like. But but the thing is, is unfortunately. When are you going to give the kid the, go- the job to do it? Oh, well, you have to. In some sense, yeah, so,
1: he has to learn. Like he has to, he has to go through. But what I was saying, what I was saying there, I learned, sorry, I don't know if you missed it. I was saying, do you think we're missing a dog in the Irish team at the moment? I think that's something that I remember Brian Dischell and I was talking to him this time last year, alluding to it, and he was always saying that. That's why I always love playing a Sean O'Brien, and like we're not talking about the old-fashioned dog, like, but like the modern dog, like a guy that gets stuck in, a guy that doesn't get back, or a guy that always kind of. You know bends the rules to a certain extent and it's, I'm sure you play with lots of and I'm sure you might have did it a small bit yourself but
2: Well, I loved I love I love playing with Larry I, I call him Larry now but that's I'll tell you that story offline um I love playing with, <laughs> I love playing with Shawnee because um yeah he has that bite in him he has that fight in him he had to fight to get into the academy he had to fight to get into the 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 Leinster squad you know he didn't come the traditional route that most of these guys are like in Leinster anyway, most of them are coming from St. Michael's or Black Rock. And, you know, it, nothing that it is bad. They have really, really good programs there, but, um, you know, it, there's a bit of a path there. While the path for Shawnee, sh- for Shawnee, for, for Shawnee or Tyke Furlong wouldn't have been exactly like Tyke Furlong would have, I wouldn't want to cross him. You know, Church or Keane Healy wouldn't want to cross him. You know what I mean? And um, not exactly linear path that that people think they might have. And you look at that pack right now, and like James Ryan does have a bit of bite in him. You know what I mean? But like, I don't know, really know. Like, yeah, that's
1: it. Like, you do but growing, like this is
2: this is the other thing though, Jason? Like, do we do we have do like is there a, like so can we have him for You can't definitely can't have enforcers now. Well to a certain extent you can like I mean
1: you can have the old fashioned ones I like, but like I'll give you a, a great example. Even over the weekend with someone like Sam Kane, like he like illegally uh pretended to uh pass the ball off at the back of them all, like which you're not allowed to do, like you're not allowed to give the the notion that the ball is out and go again and you end, not going to try off. Like and these are small little things that he got away with, like and I don't think we have that in our team. Like I think
2: Oh yeah, like you're you're so you're talking about someone playing on the edge, right? That's what I'm um, saying. I'm saying at like the
1: very edge. I'm not saying like an old-fashioned dog. I'm not talking about a, a Peter Clossy or a Mick Galway or something like that. I'm talking about someone who like, and there's plenty of them still out there. Yeah, we don't, like, we, don't we
2: don't we don't have someone like like a you know, Toje who lives on the edge around the rock, right? Um, we don't. I don't think we do. I don't. I don't. I don't think we do. Um, you need
1: you need at least one in your team, and you do. And I'm sorry, no matter how far the game evolves. With the the this, this, the closest thing we might have is maybe someone like Peter Armani, but even him, he's he's gone. He's but maybe maybe like that that's
2: anymore. why. Maybe like we, we 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 we. Well, I don't think we've really had one since Shawnee. You know what I mean? Because. I don't, I, don't, I don't think we've had um, and, and be, maybe that's because of the way we got accustomed to being told exactly what to do and not make mistakes and, and like someone, Ugo Máñá described it really well over the weekend when we were, we were working and he was like it's like Ireland are painting by numbers and France are, are, are in some sort of crazy expressionism form of painting here
3: I was actually at the bulls and and I was told it was too small and uh, I actually had to make a decision to go back to farm. And then, out of nowhere, a monster popped up and thoughts go to it. Is it really the the right decision to come over here? Am I going to make it? Put A lot of strain on me as a a, a person as well. I think I made it clear to everyone with my first speech when I arrived that uh, I couldn't speak at all, I think I just said hello. <laughs> Everyone just started laughing in the room, you know, and it made it quite, it, it made it, for humour for me, it makes things easier, and uh, I started speaking uh, English to my wife at, at home, and the language is so important to express yourself, because um, I wanted to really be part of the group by speaking their language, you know. I think the lads really rallied around me, you know, and, and, and wanted to make me part of the squad, and, Part of the, the families even inviting me today to their homes, you know. And The Irish culture is just that everyone is part and everyone is welcome and let's make it great for them. I think it's very important to have a good support structure around you as, as, a, as a person and as a player. First thing I do is see what I can control, talk to someone I really uh, trust and I, I have respect for, that can give me an honest uh, opinion back. Someone that I really spoke a lot to was Axel, you know, he was someone that really sat down with me, improved my game, because that is something that I had to change as well. If it's a big thing, then, well, deal with it as soon as possible. But something smaller then I just so normally just laugh it off. I am CJ Stander, and I am taking control.
1: Next up, a chat with Munster and Ireland number eight, CJ Sander, who was on hand today to announce a Tackle Your Feelings Pro app add-on as part of the hashtag I'm Taking Control campaign, which encourages people to take control of their mental and well-being using principles from both sport and positive psychology. Hi, CJ. How are you?
4: Hi, hey mate. How's things?
1: Good, good. Thanks. Uh, the video, it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, I didn't realise you'd saw little English when you first came over.
4: Uh, yeah, it's um, and still to this day, like I get myself in conversations where I start thinking of what I want to say, but then you just I'm just gone, like I stumble and I fumble and then I'm in trouble, you know. So, I had probably uh, I can probably have a conversation to an extent where I can tell you where my family's from, and then just that's it.
1: That must have been tough, uh, must have been hard,
4: yeah, 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 it was tough, you know. Um, th- Personally-wise, was was uh, very tough, you know, because um, I would come home and then tell Dramary that uh, at, at training today, I felt that we could have done this or I wanted to say this and change this in the game. And then I couldn't because I couldn't express myself and, and say. It took me about a good two or three years to uh, get that rolling where I was comfortable talking in a meeting because uh, no one's going to laugh at you, but I felt that, yes, I'm not comfortable. I don't have the... Um, yeah, well, I, I don't. I don't have the right words to say there at that moment, you know. So I don't have the um trust in myself to come out and say, okay, look, this is what I want to do. Would say.
1: You also mentioned in the video the story that we all know that you, you know, you were told you were too small. Um, when you look back now, does did that light a, a fire in your belly? I suppose did it.
4: Um. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I think I. Uh, if I look back now, the. Well, I'm never gonna get taller. I think they were more probably talking about length. Uh but I remember at that stage I was googling everyone. Like I was Googling Richie McCall, David Pocock, Michael Hooper, uh, um, Kieran Reed. I like had this massive sheet. My father in law got it for me and I was like looking at their weights and their length and uh their abilities and stuff and I was like, oh, I'm not far off here. Like there's there's a, like there's a big match there. Like there's big guys. There were small, small guys, and I was like, I'm not far off. I'm actually in the middle here somewhere. So I don't know if something was wrong with me personally, and then I realized it's not me. And then I just um, tried to uh, pick up a little bit of weight, and uh, yeah, it formed me into actually, because I've never, I've never, I was never big into the gym, like full on understanding what I was doing. I was just getting my programs, doing my things, and I was like, all right, happy, done this, onto the pitch. But it turned, turned me into a place where it formed sorry it formed me into a person where I'm actually straight on to. Uh, um, I, I need to know what I'm doing. Why am I doing this? And I think it's important. Maybe just asking a question here and there to know where you what you're doing. Just not doing it because then uh, I feel that muscle memory explodes, and then um, you uh, turn into a better player.
1: Billy Holland saying before there's a funny story involving uh, you in Cork from when you first arrived um, around Christmas. Uh, can you tell us a little about that? <laughs> uh,
4: yeah, <clears throat> great story. I was actually going to um, save this, but I'll throw it in there. Um, we went out in Cork. My, I was there for like five days. I'm still in Troy Park Hotel and Barry uh, O'Manny uh, picked me up and went down to Cork. I think I had like, 60 euro. That was all I had with me, and uh, we went. We had a great night, as we always do. And I think we were at the, the 12 pubs of Christmas. And pub seven, I can't remember. We went to one place and um, uh, club, and uh, the boys were upstairs, and I went down to get food or whatever. Got outside, and the guy didn't want to let me back in, and uh, I didn't have anyone's number, so um, I literally was like, "All right." I'm in trouble. Yeah, I don't know where to go. If I take a taxi to Limerick now, I'm not going to make it. I'm going to have to sleep in the street tonight. Because The guy literally said that there's no way you're playing for Munster. You can't speak English. I'm not going to let you back up there. So I was like, OK, fair, that's fair. I haven't played a game. That's fair. So uh, the only thing I can remember is the lads used to live close to the guide dogs um, where they used to train them in Cork. And I got in the taxi and I told the guy, I want to go to the blind dogs. Dropped me like, like he, I don't know. He was probably from somewhere else. He probably understood me. He dropped me about two kilometers from the house, and I just walked. And I saw a and managed car go and got into the house, got home safe. But um, yeah, that was that was the laughing side of it. The, the boys thought they lost me. I thought I lost myself. You know. So
1: how did you improve so quickly, CJ? Did you get intensive lessons or, or what did you do?
4: I was looking into intensive lessons, but then I realized that um, I need to speak. Irish English, you know, and I need to get the language of the boys in the squad. And uh, I just forced myself to listen to certain conversations, and then come home and then spoke to Jomary. I remember going back to South Africa that summer and speaking English to someone. They were like, "This guy is confused. Like he's got an Irish slang going through and um, the South African accent." And uh, the problem this, of this is on the other side. If I go back to Africa people don't understand me when I speak English because I've got Irish slang. So it's actually a great, great, uh, I'm in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: just looking back on 2020, I suppose, uh, you know, you had a few days now to think about Paris and uh, I was obviously disappointing, but how would you rate 2020 with Ireland and under Andy Farrell, I suppose?
4: Um, yeah, look, it was, it's, again, it was COVID and all those things everyone knows about, it, you know, so it felt like a, just a, it was weird coming back playing the last two games because, you felt that you've you've, you've done that you've pop, you popped it, you know, and suddenly you have to come back and perform. And I think we did well. Um, it's just fine margins again. I don't think we were far off. Um, we could have been first in the competition. Could have been second. Um, we ended up third. We were not far off. Um, again, I think the team who adapted uh, the quickest coming out of COVID is probably um, England, you know, and France. They came back and. Just kicked off where they left, you know. So um, we again, I'm saying it. We're not far off. We made have. F- Paris was probably not our best night. We made a lot of mistakes looking back at the game today or yesterday. We made a lot of mistakes, um, and we had a lot of opportunities that we could have used. I know it's an old cliche: use your, <coughs> use your opportunities. But in that game, yeah, after his international game, it's a Six Nations title game, you know. So. Yeah, but uh, the good thing about it is, as you just said, we can just jump on back onto it um, in the next few weeks. So, looking forward to that.
1: I'll just go back to Munster there for a second. Um, looking at Munster this season, well, it's four wins out of four now, a lot of young guys coming through, um, real depth there. You must be excited to go back and get into the Champions League Cup and have a real go at it this year. Even with the way you're playing, Like it's, it's, it's looking like a new Munster.
4: Um, yeah, I think um, it was just... Well, there's still time to show what we can do as a as a squad and as as players, you know, and as a as a group. But I think we've worked on it the last few years, and um, you need games. You need to win your pool to get a. We know that to get a home semi, you know, or mm-hmm. home quarter. So uh, those are important things for us. That's our biggest main drives, um, and then. I just said it to someone earlier, I'm not sure if it was on this chat, but the group we have and the talent coming through and the leaders coming through is important for us as a squad. Um, so you never know who's going who's to move on or who's going to um, finish up. You know, So, it's important to develop a squad and I think Johan is doing a great job with that. He's, um, he's given young guys um, the tools to make sure that when they get into the squad, they perform. And you can see that um, there's a few good points. Um, if I I have to mention the whole team on a weekend to um, to get the names for you,
1: just looking at some of those young guys coming through, like we said, Craig Casey, Ben Healy, even guys like John Hodnett. So, guy, any guys there you think that are like really on the cusp of being internationals in the next year or two?
4: Oh, it, um, I just think up in the squad now, Shane Daly's there, um, Finnian's there, um, Craig Casey's there. You're talking about all those guys, you know. Surely Ben um, um, John Hodnett's going to be a, unbelievable um open side, you know. So um they all have, they all got their different um strong points and um, yeah i I enjoy playing with them, especially with the with a young group of that coming through because they've uh, they fit in straight away and um yeah well, they they actually pushing uh, the whole squad to be better.
1: Excellent. Just on your own form there again as we were saying there earlier your your name Munster Pair of the year yesterday you were nominated for Six Nations Player of the Year. What do you put it down to? Like like even if the team isn't playing well, you always seem to have a good game or seem to be always one of the standout performers. Is that down to your preparation or is it your your commitment and work right on the pitch? Is there something you can kind of pinpoint and go, Why well, you're always so consistent?
4: Um, well thanks for that. Appreciate that. Thanks, man. <laughs> I uh <laughs> it's probably a few people who would uh, differ with you, but um I spoke to my uh well, spoke to a few friends and my wife last night and saying that me personally is probably not the best advice to anyone, young guy if if you write this or you're listening, me personally, I just want to make sure that I'm in the best. Me personally, well, at everything I do in the gym, on the pitch, um, and then the recipe for success, I don't think for me personally there is. Uh, I just want to be happy. That's it.
1: <laughs> yeah, so so play, play with a smile and, and work your ass off, basically. Oh, yeah, 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 then,
4: <laughs> then there's no, yeah. but there, there's a few things you can read in that. Don't uh, leave... Uh, anything all uh, unturned and don't leave anything behind because those things will creep into your game and into your head so if you know Saturday that you walked on the pitch and he's done absolutely everything to be there then you can't say well we didn't prepare well
1: That's all you can do Thanks CJ Cheers there's my,
4: there's my...
0: Key and Healy on his 100th appearance for Ireland is he going to get a try digs that shoulder in and gets there well, you saw power from the French in defense. Now you see the power from the Irish in attack. And on his ton, Cian Healy gets a score.
1: What do we do, so going forward? So say we'll kind of, kind of teetering. Well, I
2: don't know. I'm. I, I know your thoughts. You and I've been happening in the background now, right? So I know you need to get some things off your chest. Oh, no, if
1: we're teetering okay, into so. the into the into the kind of automation, so we're kind of we're, like we look at the England and Italy game. So like England, are you know, they, uh, if if anything. Oh, by, I, by the way,
2: by the way, how sad was it watching England lift the trophy? Uh, it was. What, well, like, it, I
1: remember someone saying. I think it was I uh, I can't remember who it was. It's just like literally that photo is 2020 personified. It's like, it's like, uh. a, it's, like a, it's like a, it's like a, Zoom trophy. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? it's, it's like, it's like, it's, it's like you handing me a trophy and are lifting over Zoom going, "Yeah, I won the Six Nations. It was very weird. I, I got sent to Presley. So like, I, I was like, I'm not, why not posting any of these followers? This is really weird. This is just awkward. But anyway, yeah. on, on England, like I think if anything, England, from what I've seen, have gone backwards since the World Cup. They peaked at the World Cup. They're mixing things up at the moment. They're not as good as they were. They're very beatable. We have them in the automations. Wales are absolutely. Wales are. Uh, Man United after losing Sir Alex Ferguson with Gatling going out. Now they've got David Moyes yeah. on board, and they're in a mess at the moment. They don't know what's going on. I think Wales are there for the taking. Come the automations. Um, yeah. I think Scotland are improving. But if you look at the automations itself, in terms of mixing things up, right? Like uh, we don't know how things are in terms of fitness. We know Larmor won't be back. There's a good chance Tye will come back. And that's no offense to Andrew Porter, a good player, but Ty Furlong, you know, he's one of the best tight ends in the world. Well, I think that would just that, have will, that would just make us stronger. Well, of course it is. But I you're going to have someone like Bard coming back. You're going to have Henderson coming back. Please God, we can get Lee back in. Do you start Bard? I think with the automations. I think if you're
2: playing, you uh, start him for one of them. Sure, at least
1: one of those games. Oh, 100 percent. At least one. Like he needs to get in, like because we we're, we've seen how good he is at provincial level. We need to see is this fella really that good, or is he going to yeah, be one? I actually guy? thought
2: Ty Byrne was. Tyburn showed up. But well, Ty was brilliant, lot, but at the
1: same time you need to kind yeah. of you need to get these guys in. Like as in Bard is one of those kind of um how do you explain it? Like and you would probably agree with me here. Like he's one of those kind of special talents that comes along every now and then. Do you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. as in like he's, you know he's
2: he's JR. Like he's he's He's
1: like. Ty Burns' brilliant. He Henson's brilliant. This guy has got that little bit of X factor to him. He just
2: goes, like, don't go to jail, straight past go, you're in, kid. Yeah, you know so I mean?
1: you, you, there's, there's guys that, like, you saw, like, when JR came onto the scene, you saw when guys like a toe, J came onto the scene, like, if, say, if you got, look, from an Irish perspective, guys like Earl and O'Driscoll. There's very few when you have a guy, you're, Larmor's another one, who's like 19, 20, and you're like, okay, this guy has to go straight in because he has it. And that's it. The sooner you get him in, the better. Yeah. Look, like, a, a lot of you guys, like, you know, there's a lot, of, a lot of guys, like, like yourself and Sean and all them who went on to be like, you know, two, three times line source, but like he didn't make it little 23, 24. It's very, very rarely you see a guy at like nineteen twenty to go straight in. And he's one of those very, mm-hmm. very one in a thousand talents that go, okay, get him in there, let's see if he can do it. And if he doesn't, what to do now? Yeah. We try it. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, so I'll be with you on that. Like that, I think those four are definitely the four second rows going forward here that he's going to play around with Um i think he's going to probably give i think he should give uh jr more time a calling um so maybe you might see a bit more of him than henderson you know because then hendy usually calls it yeah we know what hendy does and he, delir- he he's he's a good player Um i think baird needs some international time so i think i, I hope see him get two caps you know, if not three, you know, one of them is, one of them a start anyway. Um what do you think? Look at the back row. You got, you got Levy coming back. You, you know, you, what, A, what did you think? How did you think they went for the last two games? And, and do you think there should be changes coming into this autumn series?
1: I think, um I still think Kellen Darris, no matter whether he's six or eight, is going to be out of six or eight going forward. I don't think he, I think out, out of, The French game, he's one of the the better players that played. I think he's still got on, has everything. I think Will Connors is good, and he was brilliant against Italy, but he kind of got a small bit found out against France in terms of the level step-up kind of caught him and made him, he didn't have a bad game, but he didn't have a good game either. So I still think I would love to see, please God, we can get Levy back in there because you all know how good Levy is. I thought Sander Mm. had a fantastic game. I know you might disagree with me there. I thought Sander was one of our better players. I thought he was absolutely everywhere. I thought he was super consistent over those two games. So, Going forward, I don't think Stander needs minutes in autumn. If you want to play him, it's up to himself. You know what he brings. Um, I don't think someone like Peter he needs minutes. You know what he brings. So I, need, I think you need to work on getting Doris as many minutes as possible, getting Connor's minutes. I need to get in and you, you need to get leave your minutes. The guys that you know going forward, get them minutes. And that's me. As Let much me rephrase I mean. it.
2: Go 2023, 20, 20, who's there?
1: 2023, my back row, please. Hopefully going well, I would say...
2: Doris Levy standard See, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't see that.
1: Well, look, i have said like things can change, but to me, Sander's only thirty at the moment, like, and he's consistent, and he'll still be. If anything, he's going to get better, and he's going to. I mean, like you look at you; you probably had some of your best rugby like after thirty. Like, do you know what I mean? Like and well, as backup, the problem,
2: the problem I have is is that I just think, like he carries, he carries loads, right? He has the most carries in the Six Nations, but out of the top four ball carriers in the six nations he has the fewest yards per carry so for me that means he's just getting he's trying to hit get the numbers right and he's okay. very very direct well if right? you want to do and that he's strong you could, but
1: you if you want to do that in world cup you can just switch doris and put him six and then that's still the same backup. no no
2: 100 no, i just so what what so what i'm thinking here is 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 that game going to be for anyone now right any anyone that direct game is that going to be the game type of game that we're going to play that will be successful for us in, over the next two years coming into 2023. Personally, I don't think so. Um, cause unless you're 120 odd kilos, you know, and you're Billy Vinapola, I don't know if that works. Right. Um, I, I think we need, we need more dynamic footwork ball playing back rows. And that's why I think there's going to, we might potentially see an evolution. And when, so if we work our way back from that to your point, I think, we know what we get from CJ. We know what we get from Pete, right? We need other lads to get a bit more but game time. We got Jack Conan, who's potentially going to be back as well. like Jack O'Donoghue, you know even. I mean? Jack O'Donohue, you just beat me to the punch. Jack yeah. O'Donoghue as well. Um, get those guys in know, there. Get them minutes. Give them minutes, man, because there doesn't seem to be... I, I think there needs to be an evolution there, is, is what I'm I, what I think for us to be successful going forward. In that sense, and the same, we could say the same in nine and ten. I think we both we've talked about that loads, you know. what well, I Well, mean?
1: the big thing, lads, and I'm I'm sorry, like, and it's it's so important. Like, are we realistically going to win the World Cup with a 38, 39 year old Johnny Sexton? I and I love Johnny Sexton; he's probably one of the best players that ever played for Ireland. But you know, time catches up with everyone, and we're looking three years ahead. Like, and at the moment, like, Carberry was always supposed to be the 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 next guy in line, but, like, we don't know what the story is with his injury. Hopefully, please God, we can get him back on the pitch come maybe next season. But, outside of that, like, there doesn't seem to be a lot of trust put in Ross Byrne. He seems like he's just a deputy and he needs to get out of that and not just be the deputy. And outside of that, looking around, like, there's nothing there at the moment. Like, and you look at any team successfully, you cannot win a European Cup, you cannot win a World Cup, you cannot win a Premiership title, you cannot win a Pro 14 without a good out half. You just can't. It's impossible. Hmm. And any of the teams you've looked at any of the teams you've been successful in, how important you've always had a Johnny Sexton or a Ron Nagara, or you look at England, they've had a Wilkinson, or New Zealand had a Carter, or do you know what I mean? It's so important. And if and you need, you're
2: probably to be honest, right now you need two of them.
1: Yeah. And we feel like now like Jack John, Johnny Sexton's been pushed like a Tom Brady. Like we're trying to suck as much as we can out of him because there's no one else there. <laughs> there's no one there. And that's the worst thing well, we talked him. about
2: that the, the step the step change between him and everyone else it, it's it's just too it's too much of a step like you've got people like okay mads has come back uh up north um
0: yeah
1: mads i suppose he's only what 32 33 no, i suppose there's still chance yeah you've got, you
2: got um carty as well um you know You've got other guys, you've actually got a lot of nice talent coming through Munster actually they're, in that They're position. good out
1: has, right? Like, I don't know we've got Benny so, but like you're you're talking about good out has, and you're talking about a former world player of the year. Do you know what I mean? This is this is a
2: huge huge Yeah, but but, but yes. hold on, hold on. Take a step back. Johnny had to play second fiddle for a long time in his career. He was second fiddle to Felipe Cantaponi till Felipe got injured. He was second fiddle to Raj till Decky kind of. But Raj, had that. him
1: on his back at like 32, 33... Do you know what I mean? Like where Sexton's 35 now and he still doesn't have a Johnny Sexton on his back. He's nowhere near. He had a Carberry until Carberry had injuries.
2: We yeah, and we do need we do need to bring someone through. But I and I think this is the time for us to to try and bleed a bit more talent, to try and bleed uh, Ross Byrne a bit more. Harry Byrne, his brother, as well as an exceptional talent. Um you, you, know need I mean? someone, and, you need someone that's really
1: pushing on his back like him if you look back as in like Ron Nogara is one of the best tens the game has ever seen and I'm sure you've no problem saying that he was pushed put literally forced out the pasture like 30-34 because you had a Johnny Sexton coming up and you need that and we don't have that at the moment or Johnny Sexton can literally can just tip away now like he can have a bad game and still be pushing on and still paying So then games. but
2: then if you're Andy Farrell, right, what do you do? So you're Andy not. Sure, Farrell. That, that's, but
1: that's what I'm saying. That's the thing. No one can do anything like it's 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 normally you'd have a young button guy there to snap on his heels. There's no one there to literally going up and taking that what's that old term like where you grab that fucking glass reach that glass ceiling, grab that brass ring, get up and take it. It's not there. There's no one taking it. There's no one pushing for it. So you've no choice. And it's not an insult Johnny Sexton or anyone.
2: No, no, no. But then then what do you do? So if you're Andy Farrell, right? What are you doing here coming into the Autumn Series where it's a nothing competition, essentially, right? See if you can find a New Zealander or something
1: that might be, like, might be able to have Irish grandparents. <laughs> no,
2: no, no. no. And, like, well, it's too late now because they won't be qualified right now. If right? He, he's Irish why. grandparents,
1: we can get him straight in. It's fine. Ah,
2: you know, you're not going to find that. New Zealand already had capped when he was five. Um, But, um, and he probably was from one of the islands. Um, But, uh, yeah, like, so if you're if you're trying to give someone some game time at ten, right? Who do you give it to?
1: At the moment, it's tough. I'd say Ross Byrne is your only person there really that can make that step up because he's a guy that's proven for Leinster at a high level at, in championship quarterfinals, semi-finals, finals. He's the only guy that's really played in the big games. That's mm. why you're like. Would you I, bring like, Matt? Would
2: you bring Mads back into the fight I'd
1: bring Matt in. I'd bring. Ma- I would bring Matt back in. Yeah, I'd bring him back in and give him a- and give him another go and see. Okay, I used to love for it because he's played well in the last couple of games for Ulster. As I said he's he's not old. Like he's still only in his early thirties. There's a keeps good him chance really well. To
2: cup. He's what? Yeah. He keeps himself really well. He's good. Problem. He's in good. I'm saying
1: he's in good shape. He's a good player. Um. After that, like as anyone hopefully you can get Carberry back. Munster at the moment, like, you know, I think Jay Johanran's time is come and gone. I think Ben Healy's too hmm. young to bring in at the moment. Uh, Connacht, I don't think Carty's there. I think he's had his chance. So he didn't take it. Outside of that, you're kind of looking around and going, who's there?
2: Okay, so moving, up, moving on to nine then. Do you think think it's an easier conversation at nine, or do you still think there's a big gap between Mara and everyone else?
1: It's the same again. And it's not like there's the only guy at the moment that's really, but he's a small bit... Maybe he'll be there, come World Cup. The only guy that really excites me at the moment is Craig Casey. Okay, you look at the rest of those guys, they're all in and around the same age. They're all 28, 29, 30 year olds. Your Marmians, your Gibson yeah. Parks, your John Cooney's. Like, you know, people give you out, like, oh, why isn't John Cooney there? Like, John Cooney's like the same age, he's not older than Conor Murray. It's not like you're like, oh, we need to bring this new young guy in, like. He just bloomed much later than Murray. Murray is still a Lions two times, three times Lions player, whatever it is. Probably going to be a three time line. Yeah, he's he's miles ahead of John Cooney at the moment. I'm sorry, and he always will be. Now he's hasn't been playing against Rubila, but you still put him there every time over John Cooney, as good as I John Cooney think, was. I think
2: Jameson. I think Jameson added a different dimension to nine that we could we could yeah. we explain. but he's not good enough to with. displace
1: Murray he's good enough to come off the bench for Murray that's all he's good enough for and that's, that's all he ever will be that's, unfortunately. that's fair yeah do you know what yeah. I mean so the only person there is maybe you could look a blood and inlock, maybe do what England do do what New Zealand do bring Craig Casey in put him on the bench against Fiji put him on the bench against Wales put him straight in he's been training with the Irish in for the last three weeks give him a yeah, game yeah go
2: on son in you guess. you know what I mean yeah. in you go
1: son you're 21 years of age go let's see what happens there's no harm okay so
2: so moving, this feels like I'm interviewing you today, which I like. <laughs> uh, moving down through the line then. So centres, look, we've been pretty good with centres. So I don't mm. think we need to labour this. Well, we, 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 need to give, to, we need
1: to give, we need to give McCluskey and Chris Farrell more minutes because we already we know exactly Sorry. What
2: yeah. And I think, I think McCluskey, McCluskey's had a, a the, he's got the wrong end of his, well, not the wrong end of the stick. He's had a tough deal in terms of opportunity wise the last few years. And I think he deserves, I think he deserves, a Bit of game time and Chris Farrell. I think Chris Farrell's hands are underrated as well, so maybe give Bundy a bit of time off and put Chris in there. I thought Robbie was actually very good, um, and he, he was the only one that that Troy was sensational.
1: That Troy was absolutely world class. That's it's been a long time since we've seen that Robbie Henshaw, and I want to see more of that Robbie Henshaw, whether it's at 12 or 13, because that's how good he is.
2: What do you think of um, our back three? What are we going to do with our back three? Trying,
1: we're trying to figure this one out Like, as in, it, it is a disaster at the moment unfortunately right? So Lamor is definitely out For the rest of the the year, so We don't even come back in a full back Rob Kearney is off doing his Virgin Media stuff And he's off to, to Australia soon. What did you think
2: of Rob's comments around 15 at the weekend?
1: I don't know, I was watching Paul O'Connell on BBC <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ooh. Well, Paul got a bit of heat, didn't he? <laughs> he
1: got a bit of heat for his poppy, but that's stupid. Like, I, not I, annoys me. Like, I, I don't argue about it. Like, but like, you know, obviously, I don't care. Like, I've, I've, seen many in our former international wear it if they're on Channel Four or BBC or ITV. It's just a thing you wear. It. Get over it. Don't bring politics into it. If you want to wear a fucking poppy, leave him wear a poppy.
2: Wait, I, I was like, I, for a, I didn't realise. I came, I just checked online after doing the commentating thing, and I saw that everyone was blowing up at him, and I was yeah. like. What has he said?
1: It's what has he said? No, and then it was like, the usual it's brigade. the poppy. I was like, yeah. oh. It's the usual brigade. But anyway, back to the full well, back and back and wingers debate, which is pretty big. But oh, obviously, you've got know you've got Earl's Earl come back in. So I think Earl's probably is someone that, has, as like he's another, as you mentioned, Ron, he's a one a generational player. He's a guy that'll probably still be there come World Cup. So I don't think we should be him out to pasture yet. People are trying to say Earl's past pastor. No, he's not. Earl's is an absolute superstar. He's He still gives still himself an unbelievable nick. He's still fast. He's still an animal. He is on that right wing going forward. Right? Left wing, you can't overlook James Lowe. Regardless of whether he's played any minutes international or not, he's coming straight in. Oh, sorry.
2: In my book in my book, he's he's straight in start.
1: Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. I agree with you hundred percent. Finally we agree on something.
2: <laughs> but, but I I, uh, yeah. I put him on the left wing. But then, he's, for you for you he's like halfway. He's not really Leinster, he's like he's a Kiwi really for you, isn't he? So it's Oh, not, he's in the
1: deal of Maori to me, like it's fine, he doesn't play for Leinster at all. <laughs> I look at him as Grant. Like <laughs> he doesn't have a D4 accent, so he's fine. He's good in my book. <laughs> but anyway, the big decision going forward is at full back. So I don't want to push Conway out of the team and I'd love to see him going full back, but I just don't think they trust him there. I don't think he's going to get in there. That's why I put there. To me, if you go if you're looking long term, so you know, someone said it's been to there today, like, and I kind of I, I kind of thought I was like, Jesus, you're kind of right? It's like Hugo Keenan is probably our long term option at full back.
2: Well, no one else is grabbing it.
1: Do you know, do you give him a chance there? like Because Stockdale had yeah. his chance in there. He's had a chance there for Ulster and he's had two games there for Ireland. And Look,
2: the problem, and I've been pretty consistent with this and I would love for me to be different, wrong, is like he's not in the form that he was in. He's r- unbelievable on go forward attacking ball. You can see that when he's running from the back. Defensively, I think he's poor. Yep. And no now it's very hard. Yeah, it's very hard in the back of the field to defensively. You're in a lot of space, but he's like, you know, Rob made some comments that I thought were on point in terms of, you know, could he have done better in certain situations? I I, I think he could have. I, I think a lot of people think that. Um, it's one thing Rob was
1: good at, like, was his bread and butter, like, you know, and that was one thing. He, 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 he said that people look for cake, but... He didn't make mistakes. He made he bread and butter, Robinson. He Carney.
2: rarely, rarely let a ball bounce in the backfield.
1: No, no, he was incredible on the You under know what I mean? Ball. He caught after everything that moved, and like defensively, it is very tricky in a one-on situation being a fullback. But he very rarely—it's not about being good defensively one-on-one. It's making sure you don't um, allow yourself to get into a one-on-one situation as a fullback. So that comes down to your positioning. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And like Rob rarely ended up in that position where he had to defend one-on-one because he was in the right position in the first place to make sure he can push a yeah. guy out or usher him out or have his winger there or have his whatever there. And that's something that Stockdale... You, know, that, you can't just... That doesn't come straight away. Like He doesn't have that at the moment. And he's no confidence at all. No. He needs to just I, I, needs I to think, get out of that team for a while.
2: Yeah. I, I, look, I, look I, it'd be interesting to see what happens. I mean, um, you know, it's a weird one. Is it, does the coach back his man for the to give him confidence and hope that he comes back into it has he earned enough credit for that or is it like right actually I'm going to have to light a bit of a fire under him here now and actually bench him
1: I think the latter I think I think I think he's had like he's he's been he, he kind of he's struggled for form since really like in that those those warm up games in the World Cup he had a few poor games there against Wales and England and even in that Six Nations he wasn't great towards the latter end of it I think that kind of that form has been dipping for a while so, like,
2: well, you got to think about it. Like, when he broke into the team, he was in, he's broke into the team when the team was a team that was dominating and giving him go forward ball exactly, all day long.
1: Exactly. So, now it's the time to light a fire under his belly as opposed to back him, back him. Because I think you've reached that point where you've given him the four or five games to go, okay, show me what you're made of. We're not playing well at the moment. Have you got any metal inside you? No, you haven't. Okay, maybe I need to light a fire under your belly because he's only a kid still. Like, what is he, 23 or? 24 yeah. he's a young guy so there's plenty of fire in that belly i think it's now it's signed. okay jacob take a step back play show me what you got with ulster light up the champions cup light up the pro 14 we'll have you back in for six nations next year that's my mm. opinion now I I, I I don't think that's gonna happen but well, put it this way
2: though like you bring you bring a you bring a lowe in you bring an earl's in and you put hugo Keane to 15 you say that for this autumn series and you say that for this next two-and-a-half-year cycle coming in 2033, you kind of go, that's not a bad back three to experiment with, actually. And and Stockdale, sorry, can you put him on the bench then? I don't I, I don't know. Can you put him on the bench? Does he cover enough for you? He does have that amazing cannon of a boot. I think he As can well.
1: fight himself back in based on if he plays really well, or he can be, fight himself back in based on, oh, it's going to be an injury or something like that. But like I think from what I've seen the last couple of years, you can't, like James Lowe has taken on some of the best players in the world. From every from every different country, he's taken on teams in the Champions Cup from England, from Wales, from France, and he's obliterated everything in front of him. He's played at international level already for the Maoris. I think you can't not put him in there. I think James is always going to come straight in and obliterate everything in front of him. I have that much confidence. So, but that's
2: in it. that's my question. Then, do you put Stockdale out of the twenty-three, or do you just put him on the bench?
1: You see how things shape up, like in terms of the, like. Earls is never. Earls has a yeah. Problem, no, with that, problem, that back three injury. we
2: said. So with Hugo,
1: Hugo, Earlsy, and um. you can't put him on the bench no, because what good is you like because he's not he's not really a fullback. So uh, if anything, like you're, if you're going to go with that back three, you might have Lamar on the bench when he's fit, or you might have Keane on the bench and Lamar at fullback. But Stockdale? Do you put him on the bench? No, I right? think so. Either Stockdale starts or he's not in the squad. I would. I don't think he, he's not the kind of guy that's going to come on. As I said, as you said, he's a guy that does well when you've got front football. So he's a guy that might come on and finish half the game for you. But he's not a guy you're going to bring off the bench when you're losing. What, what good is Stockdale off the bench when you're on the back foot? Hmm. He'll just be he might, he might fuck up and we'll see another try. Do you know what I mean? And that's no offence to him because <laughs> that's the guy he is. He's the kind of guy that plays well. That he like he is one of the best finishers I've seen in a long time when you've got front football and that's not taken away from him. Like, there's a lot of like... Yeah, because he, he's
2: a he's
1: a big boy and he can that's move. That's it. Well, a lot, of, a lot of England's back three, everyone thinks they're class, but they're only class because of the way the rest of the team plays. Do you know, guys like Elliot Daly and guys like Anthony Watson and guys like um, Johnny May, like, they're only good
2: because of the team they're in. That brings us nicely back to the point, though. That's the problem we're having with our pack, that we're not... We... We... we we trying it in this direct way of playing that's too predictable Mm. and then if we don't win that battle the knock-on effect of that is the fact that our back line won't get as quick ball and and that space will be eaten up and it won't be as easy for our back three to really come into the game um, and and make a difference now the other thing as well is that i I have a funny feeling they're going to try and develop basically someone who can step in as first receiver a bit more just like New Zealand way and the way the game is starting to go where you tend to start to have like a 10 and a, and a 15 or something that can play first receiver so you split the field and have two attacking sides yeah. um, but do we I have someone there to do if, that
1: like, we, like Joey Carberry was the best person we had to do that Joey Carberry was the best thing we've ever seen for that like him at 15 but Johnny at 10 was just like oh well, that's
2: what that's what Leinster wanted to do and that's what Leinster told Joey, Joey Day saw but Joey saw himself as a 10 which is fine he's made that Fair decision enough. yeah Um. But like, look at New Zealand, look at uh, the Kiwis, like... Boden I mean, Barrett, like one of the best
1: like, players in the world, like, he's like, just play 15 because we've got Richie Munga and it's as simple as that. And look at Munga in the weekend that he was absolutely savage and you're getting the your, the best of both worlds like into the same team. Like, you're like, why not? Play your best players when you can. If you if you had like, you know, if, you've, if you have Dan Carter and Johnny Sexton in your team, are you going to bench one of them? No, oh, you're going to make sure you find a way to play the two of them. You know what I mean? You just find a way. It doesn't matter where they play, find a way to play the
2: two of them. And that's but That's come here, with, with, time, with time running out between the two of us here, because I've, right. I've, I've, some, some of us still go to college, right? So I'm, right, I'm going off to my, my MBA ones? here in five minutes, yeah. right? right? Go on, Sal, so go. I know, we're not all brainiacs like you finishing, right? Um, <laughs> Fire from brainiac. Let's summarize, so. all. are, are they shit or are they good? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It all boils down to that, does it? Summarize,
1: are they shit, are they good? Is there potential still there?
2: this this isn't a a sound problem yeah that's not good that's not good podcast noise um (laughs) i think i think look we're not no we're not crap we're not right we we do have quality players in this side um but i'd like to see us pick the best players that we have for this autumn series and guys who have the most potential and give them a go as well and try to evolve our way and not be as predictable like we so we were doing it we're mixing up our kicking game and trying to split the field but then for some reason we just default into this this very predictable way of playing so if we can change if we can if we can evolve that and either the players evolve with it or we pick the players that are capable of doing it Um i think then we'll we'll we'll, we'll be able to change our game because we're never going to be the biggest side we're never going to be as big as england we're never going to be as big as france so let's not try and get into an arm wrestle with them
1: so we'll end on that very ominous note. Jamie said wants the right players picked in the right positions. But we won't mention any names, but there's changes to be made. <laughs> very ominous. <laughs> <laughs> very very, very that, that that was that's a Brian Risk answer if I've ever heard it. Like the most political answer ever. <laughs> beats doesn't beats around the and just goes, Yeah, we need to make changes, but I'm not telling you where Alright, <laughs> <laughs> so Jamie, go on, go do your MBA and whatever you gotta go do. <laughs> I gotta I gotta bounce, yeah. <laughs> good luck, good, look. Luck, luck. Alright, so guys, that's it for this week's show. Hope you enjoyed it and chat to you again next week. Stay safe.